Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. If y'all are waiting for me to say what episode this is, <laughs> Single simulcast. That's Shantae. I'm Derek. Um, Shantae, I just want to point out before we even begin. Well, no, because we've actually begun. White folks ain't washing their ass and they proud of it. Man. (laughs) Oh, my God. I really don't. Okay, so. At various points in people's lives, different things happen to them that they get lax and all kinds of things for all kinds of different reasons. I do not understand just volunteering the information, mm-hmm. you know, just being like, yeah, I don't like the whole like even like from a couple of years ago when people like, oh, I don't wash my legs. I just let the soap just run down my legs like like that made like the volunteering of your hygiene has never made sense to me. It has not ever, 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 ever made sense to me. Cause it's your, cause it's your stuff. It's just, it's your stuff. If you are a person who does X and maybe doesn't do X on a regular schedule, that's you. If you got somebody who fuck with you, they don't care or they don't care enough, you know, they haven't made a Reddit post about you yet or something. Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend to wash her twat? (laughs) You know, like, it's just shit Wait, I didn't say that right. I'm sorry. Am I, male, 22, the asshole (laughs) for telling my girlfriend, female, 23, to wash her twat? That's how a Reddit post goes. Sorry, Stephanie. Right, I mean, it's just... It's just shit happens but this idea of like oh who was it it was Dak Shepard and his wife who's Kristen little blonde Bell. woman mm-hmm. yeah who were just like I think they were saying like they smell their kids feet and that's how they know it's just like these, like, are, what? these little I swear it was them but like these little <laughs> these little markers and everything that you use to gauge whether or not you know it's time to do it like I don't think that in some way, shape, or form, people aren't doing those things. There's people who go like, oh, shit. I, you know, like they realize that they forgot to put on deodorant. They, mm-hmm. re- you know, they get overwhelmed with things and just they, you know, those habits kind of go out the door or whatever. Shit happens. They're not mm-hmm. alone in letting their body kind of tell them where they might have fucked up, you know, <laughs> but just telling the internet so it can become a topic of conversation is the strangest shit to me. Like, because then... Like with what's her like with the Ashton Kutcher and Mila, and Mila. Kunis, mm-hmm. you know they volunteered the information like yeah we're not really worried about washing our kids which was just like you wildin that was none of our business and then they ended up showing video of them bathing the kids like you know like look we I think I because I didn't watch the video but I'm assuming that the bullying worked and they ended up. You know, now they're what you know, proving to the to the world. Yes, we you know are bathing our kids or whatever. But it's just shit is weird. Shit is shit is weird. Have you seen the book like How to Bathe Like a Black Person? I think is what it's called. No. Like somebody made. <laughs> I'll, I'll never find the TikTok or whatever. But I feel like the pictures have been going around 
but yeah, it was like I'm I'm a, I'm hoping it's a black person, but you know, made like a little like kind of a a children's storybook, and it was just like you know, here's what you should do: get soap, get water, <laughs> you know, you know, use a loofah or use this anything, use a sock, anything, but basically wash your funky ass. So yeah. <laughs> that that's where we are like like i okay mental health check you're absolutely right people who have uh adhd who have depression who have anxiety who have reasons reasons let's just put it like that there are people in the world who have reasons or may not have the faculties or the facilities necessary to wash their ass i understand that i am 100 behind that i will not make fun of that what y'all motherfuckers ain't gonna do though is say i don't bathe my kids on purpose because it helps with them fighting against germs that's some you sound like an anti-vaxxer on that shit. And I've heard people say that to me before. Folks from, God, I'm going to sound bad when I say this. Folks from the state of Atlanta <laughs> have said frequently that they believe that the best way for folks to be able, like if you let that dirt build up a little bit, that builds up your, uh, your immune system. And your intolerance, well, your tolerance, yeah, their intolerance in, in the state of Atlanta is already pretty high, but um, it builds up your, your tolerance to diseases because there's germs in the dirt and there's power in the blood. And it's just like... <laughs> power in the blood. <laughs> and it's just like, yo, wash your children because, look, okay. Y'all are celebrities. The last celebrity that I could think of off the top of my head that came out and said some shit about their children started this whole anti-vax shit. Long story short, I don't remember what her name was. She was on that show on MTV. Oh, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, her. Yeah. The last one who came out and said something about their kid fucked all y'all up. That's how we're here now with COVID. So I need y'all to be more careful about telling folks not to wash their kids behind because your kids will happily rest in your arms of the unwashed because you tell people that you don't wash them and that's all fine and dandy until they go to school and they're being teased for being that kid. Yeah. It's unfair. Like, if you want to make that decision for yourself, that's fine. So be it. You know, whatever. But as I've always said, the children are blameless. The babies don't have a choice in this matter until they get old enough to say, you know what? I'm smelling my armpits. I need to wash myself. I'm smelling my ass. I need to wash myself. They're at the, the, your, at the pleasure of their parents. And so if you're not, showing them any sort of hygiene except for like a once a week sort of thing you're really skewing their future and i don't know if there's anything that actually shows that um not washing your ass 
leads to you not getting the Black Plague? Because, I mean, vaccines took care of that for me. It just, it doesn't, when I pause like that, that's me, that's that's my empathy trying to kick down the door. <laughs> when I pause like that on this show, that is literally my empathy, empathy like, hello? <laughs> hello, Derek, <laughs> remember me? There's some shit to be going on. Did you think about this? And that's when I pause. If I sigh, so for, for new listeners, hi. I'm Derek. That's Shantae. This single simulcast, we uh, fuck the episode number. We just do this as we feel fit. When I sigh, that means I'm about to say some shit that might um, hurt somebody's feelings or might bounce back on me. When I pause, that's empathy trying its hardest to make me shut the fuck up. Yeah, no, you're too rich to be walking around unwashed. Like, that's fucked up. That's really what it, I mean, you too rich and you too white. Right. To be, to be out here like this. Cause that's really, cause you know, cause other people, you know, on Twitter have brought up how at least, you know, with specifically black people, and maybe it is for other people, of, it probably is for other people of color, but I can only speak to being black and being focused on being clean, not being perceived as dirty. Mm-hmm. And realizing that years ago, you know, that decades ago during segregation and shit and integration, that motherfuckers didn't want us to be in a pool because they thought we were dirty, mm-hmm. that they somehow thought we would taint something if we were if they were in our presence, you know, if we were in their presence in in the water with them, it would be a problem. But here they are, the descendants of these people telling us that they don't bathe. You know, and not even just rich motherfuckers that's telling us that they don't bathe. I mean, motherfuckers get on Twitter all the time and talk about whether or not white motherfuckers get on Twitter all the time and talk about whether or not they're bathing mm-hmm. regularly or or bathing in a way that is getting them clean. Because, you know, there's people who talk about like, yeah, our kids get in the pool and that's the shower. And that's a shower. You know, that's, yeah. And that's a shower. Or we get in the shower and at we the don't pool. use, we, we, you know, we, at the pool. We get in the shower at the pool after we get out the pool and then we don't get in the shower at home because we showered at the pool. You know, or we don't use a washcloth or or just, you know, it, from, you know, from down to like really other hygienic things. Well, not necessarily hygienic things, but like, you know, uh, you know, motherfuckers being introduced to lotion and shit, not realizing that they've been walking around ashy, but they just didn't see it. You know, they couldn't tell, you know, because their skin isn't, you know, you know, the, the, the dryness isn't going to necessarily show up the way it would show up on our skin because of the contrast. But yeah, you've been walking around, actually, you don't use lotion and you using, you know, some suffocant soap. And yeah, you're, it, that shit dries your skin out, which is, and see, that's the other thing too, with some of these people when they're talking about, like they're not bathing their children often. Like on the one hand, I get it. It's like, okay, you do an every other day kind of thing. Maybe your kid is not outside playing and sweating and doing something. You know, there's some kids who just stay in the house. Mm -hmm. They mind their little business. It's not hot. They're not emitting anything yet. 
it's just like I get it especially you got kids you know you got parents who are trying to figure out how to manage kids eczema there's all kinds of reasons to not bathe every single day like I Mm -hmm. get it I totally get it but this kind of just rejection of it or this like it's not a big deal (laughs) it's what's like wild and And even then it's still you don't have to volunteer that shit it's none of our business and and yeah um this isn't a what's good for the goose is good for the gander thing either because not everybody has the same experiences some of these motherfuckers just ain't watching their kids because they don't want to and i i i I have to we have to confront that as well like yeah there's folks who eczema's bad it's a real oh god Ooh, nisha uses like can't even use the coconut oil that i'm supposed to be using for cooking because hmm. coconut oil takes care of eczema and sorry to my turn around we're we're halfway out of that the coconut oil and it's in the bathroom so there's no way i'm gonna fucking use it sure so now I just use vegetable oil because if they try and put vegetable oil on their back that's a different conversation but eczema's real everybody ain't got eczema Right. Some of these folks just, and I, I'm certain of it. I am certain of it. There are people, I was one of them who, when I first got to college, the first thing I did was open up all the doors and all the windows and turn on the air conditioner and air condition the neighborhood because my parents told me, you know, <laughs> close the doors and windows, the air conditioner's on, what's trying to air condition the neighborhood. So, fuck yes, I did it as soon as I got to college. There are people who are not washing their ass because their parents made them wash their ass. And there are sure. people who are not getting vaccinated are not vaccinating their kids because when they got vaccinated, the needle hurt. Let's be honest. These are not altruistic reasons. These are because you had a bad experience. And so you're trying to protect your kid from that bad experience. And in doing so is making it a worse experience for your kid. I don't, I don't, I don't like needles. So my kid doesn't get needles. I don't like I don't like liver. I like my liver, but I don't like <laughs> liver as a as a meat. As a result, unless they go somewhere else, my kids will never eat liver. They're anti I'm anti liver. I don't like because I don't like liver. That means I never have foie gras or foie mm-hmm. gras. For for you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. And my kids will never have it. Because unless there was somebody else. Because I don't like liver. Same for hearts and stomachs and all that kind of stuff. So when it comes down to it, unless my kids get it elsewhere, they're never gonna have that eating experience with me. Which is too bad, to be completely honest with you. Because I'm a banging ass chef who could probably make their first experience with this food something pleasurable to where they won't run from it in the future like I did. But because I'm so scarred by what happened to me as a kid, I refuse to even look its way when I see it in the store. I think that's some of the people who are anti-vaxxers, and I know it's some of the people who ain't washing their kids' feet. My parents used to make me take two baths a day, one in the morning and one before I went to bed. So now I only do it, you know, 
when I want to because I'm an adult. And then you, I'm an adult until it becomes an absolute habit. And then you meet somebody who's also like, I'm an adult. And now y'all are both adulting and making that decision because you got shit to do. And with COVID, you know, you spend a year indoors and you're not worried about your hygiene because you ain't going outside. You're wearing the same sweats every day, sitting down at the same monitor, doing the same shit. You ain't thinking about taking a shower. That's cool. That's you. Do you, boo? Just keep it to yourself. Seriously. Like, we just, don't, in, yeah, just, we don't need to know. We don't want to know that you use, I only use one sheet of toilet paper to wipe my ass. And if it doesn't work and there's still shit in my ass, I just fold that piece of toilet paper in half and try again. And if the shit gets on my hand, I wash my hand off in the toilet. You could literally be doing that. There are people in the world who could be doing some of the most outlandish shit. I brush my teeth with a loofah. Okay. You know what? As long as we don't, we don't need to know about it. This is literally. God damn it. This is literally the new don't ask, don't tell. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. But don't tell me about it. They should have had this, like, like gays in the military and all that. Yeah, they should have allowed that, like, from the very beginning, from the gate. But people who don't wash their ass on a day-to-day basis, that's the don't ask, don't tell. I don't want to fucking know about this shit. Because once I know about it, I can't unsee it. Like, whenever I see Mila Kunis from now on, if, if fucking Ted comes on TV, I'm just looking at her like, damn. That nigga from the New Kids on the Block had to put up with her smell for, like, that whole recording period. Marky Mark, that's his name. Mark oh, right, Wahlberg. Right, right. <laughs> I really blanked on his name. <laughs> right. and the next thing I was going to say was the white guy from Boston, which was like that was going to fucking work. But we're exposing too much. And I think at this point in time, some celebrities are wondering what they need to do to stay relevant in this world. Yeah, yeah. And so what they're doing is this. Yes, I, that is definitely in play. Like, I mean, I think a couple of years ago when like the whole hygiene thing was kind of hitting the internet and it wasn't necessarily about celebrities, I definitely felt like white people were antagonizing black Twitter with their hygiene. Like mm-hmm. that's what they were doing. Whether they really were doing whatever they were saying they were doing, they were antagonizing black Twitter with their hygiene. And so now it feels like with these celebrities that it's like they're doing a similar thing to try to maybe stay relevant. Mm-hmm. I just I just can't shake hands with them. That's all. I don't know where your hands have been. I wipe my ass using only my hand. Because I feel comfortable with knowing that my sink will take care of whatever's left over. And I wash my hands with a really good soap. So to save money on toilet paper, I just, we call it the scooping clinch. I, I make my hand into a <laughs> scooping mechanism 
kind of like a big ass shovel and I just run it up the crack of my ass front to back. That's important. I run it up the crack of my ass front to back and then I clench it. And then I squeeze it a few times like a stress ball until I feel relieved. And then I dump that into the toilet and I switch my hand around. And then I wash my hand with Dawn antibacterial soap. And then I, I, I make sure I get underneath my fingernails. Oh my God. It's literally limitless what the fuck people could be doing behind closed doors. Things that we never knew about. Yeah. Until you tell us. I, I didn't know that you did that. <laughs> I didn't know we could do that. <laughs> like, if somebody told me some shit like that, that would literally be my response. I'd just be looking at them, and then I'd be like, I didn't know you did that. That's my code to you to say, stop talking about this. I didn't know you did that. Huh. Yeah. Word? Huh. Okay. So, Shanta, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. It's great talking to you. Right? Right? We're dope. Did you watch <laughs> uh, The Suicide Squad yet? No. You need to watch it. I haven't. Well, honestly, I... I Have you I watched a movie that. recently, Shanta? Other Have than the ones a, that we did for hindsight? Have I watched a movie? What have I been watching? I've been watching TV. Man, I've been watching like TV stuff. Like I started, uh, me and the husband just finished Never Have I Ever. That's on Netflix, uh, right? That's Yeah, that's on Netflix. So we okay. just finished that. I was watching a... a Wait, how was a, it? A, you can't, oh, just, you can't it, just be name okay. dropping. Okay, okay. Never Have I Ever. I really, really, really enjoyed it. It was just, I think it was great to see a dickhead teenager that was also a person of color. It felt like what she was, it felt like some of the things that she was doing and the responses that she had were real things that I think teenagers might do. Maybe not all the way, because obviously it's a TV show and shit is going to be more heightened than what it is. But her trying to work through the grief of losing a parent and kind of doing things and being careless with other people's feelings and, you know, trying to apologize for it, but not really apologizing well and just like really needing to learn how to pay attention to other people and not be focused on herself was, yeah, it was enjoyable. However, uh, I, re- I didn't know it, but one of her, like, crushes is, like, 30 years old. Like, the actor. <laughs> okay. He's old as fuck. Well, I mean, not in... The actor is 30. The actor is playing someone who's obviously in high school, and he looks like he's a short dude, so it's just like, oh, I get it. Like I see why they thought that they could pull this off, but it's like, you look at him, and you look at her, and you look at some of the other actors who are, like, maybe in their early 20s, Mm-hmm. So it's almost kind of believable that they're, you know, possibly like sophomores in high school or something like it's almost kind of there. And it's just him. And it's just like, nah, bruh. Nah, bruh. <laughs> you looking you looking real grown in the face with like your age line. No, it's I'm telling you like one. It, it, and I didn't even think about it when I saw this dude. 
I did not think about it. It was just like, oh, little cute dude. I see why she want to fuck with him and everything because he's the popular dude in the school and everything. And she's really into him and all this stuff. And it's just like, I get it. This is, you know, they cast him well as far as what they're trying to portray. It was like, cool, cool, cool. Husband is Googling. And it's like, that dude is 30. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's what? <laughs> you know, and we're trying to gauge how old everybody else is. And I think the the... Uh, protagonist actress she is 19 or 20 and so in real life yes in real life she's 19 or 20 okay and and so uh so there's different points where they're sitting next to each other and i'm you know i find out that he's 30 and it's just like oh no he probably really is 30 because when he like makes his eyebrows go up and go down he has like little lines that are left over you know like you know how when you you know you're older now and everything you those little forehead lines and stuff and age lines under the eyes like not in a bad way like I'm sure if you see him on the street it's just like yeah cute dude whatever he's 30 bang but as playing a teenager next to someone who clearly has not started like really aging yet it's very mm -hmm. pronounced that he's older it's just like oh no she doesn't really have any of any of these age markers her skin her under eyes forehead all that stuff looks really smooth she's clearly young he is not he is not her age so that was kind of like oh shit kind of <laughs> it kind of took me out of the show for a second as far as like this actor is clearly playing someone much younger than him. But other than that, still a cute show, interesting because uh, the girl, uh, the show is about an Indian American girl. And so it's all the stuff about, you know, being, uh, being Indian American, uh, being Hindu, you know, for her, there's another girl who gets introduced in uh, the second season and she is also Indian, but she is Muslim. Mm -hmm. And, and so there's that. And then it's all the stuff that the family dynamic, she has an older cousin who is, uh, be, uh, I think maybe having an arranged marriage possibly. And so she's doing the process of uh, meeting someone who may be, the person who she's going to marry, but she seems like she's kind of on the fence about wanting to be married. And she also had like a boyfriend and on her own, like a, a, a secret boyfriend on the side. And so it's a lot of diversity. Uh, the little girl also has a, a Chinese friend who's like wants to be an actress and she's got stuff going on with her mom. And then she has a black friend who is trying to figure out uh, her sexuality. And so a lot of cool shit going on in the show. There is one thing that could rub people the wrong way. There's a point in the beginning of the show where uh, the girl is, uh, the protagonist is in a wheelchair. And when you first watch it, you might think, oh, this is going to be about a disabled girl. Super duper awesome. But what happens is the girl is having psychosomatic symptoms of being paralyzed and needed the wheelchair because her father had like died in front of her and so oh. and so some people you know one of my um my friend Sasha was not with it as far as her being a disabled person and then this kind of 
she felt like it was it felt she she feels like they were faking you know you, you know what i mean like just using it for whatever instead of just having a you know she was thinking i'm going to get to see a disabled character and they basically just like had it in there for 2 seconds you know as an explanation as a as a result of part of her grief you know losing her father and then she just magically stood up you know one day and it's kind of used as uh comedic relief or something because I feel like she stood up to look at a boy or whatever which is on one side kind of supposed to be funny but on the other side I could totally understand somebody who's disabled it's just like that shit don't work like that if you're re- I, as far as like that particular situation and how it could you know taint however people's perception of uh disabled people i I know about psychosomatic symptoms and I mean, that's plausible. Right. Huh. And then stand up for a boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she. T- I totally think it, I think it was the dude, the 30 year old dude, which of course at the time, oh. yes. I mean, well, the 30, the, the actor. Yeah. Like it's, it was his I'm, I'm, character. It, yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna keep saying that and i'm just gonna keep on seeing 30 year old (laughs) actor actually nisha and i uh just finished watching the fourth season of um all american okay what's that about football oh it's 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 on netflix it's a cw show uh starring tay diggs and daniel ezra and a bunch of other people about this kid who uh from crenshaw who gets recruited to come play at Beverly Hills uh, High. Um, it's a good show. A lot of the, the third and fourth season were a whole lot of, <clears throat> on this very special episode. Oh, no. American. Because, you know, um, the writer with, with the Black uh, protagonist and everything and, and it being in Compton, they talked about Nipsey and they talked about... Mm-hmm. Um, cops being assholes and uh, a lot of about cops being assholes and um about them not releasing the tape after somebody gets killed things of that nature um but we took a look and those motherfuckers is like 28 yeah yeah and i'm like i guess because you can't really have high schoolers playing high schoolers anymore right like because of labor laws I mean, yeah, labor. I think that I think that's part of it, but I also think it depends on what you're tackling. Because if you're tackling, I mean, because obviously, you know, if you're tackling like sex, yeah, like equilibrium, yeah, all that different kind of stuff, then you're gonna have people who are older. You're gonna have people who are over at least over eighteen, yeah, doing other types of things. Where if it's just really, you know, I'm mad at my mom. School's really difficult kind of that kind of stuff almost like disney channel kind of stuff you're gonna get stuff that you know you could have character you could have actors who are younger uh than 18 but i still think a lot of times you're still gonna fuck around and get somebody who's at least 19 like i imagine a lot of the the kids that are on those descendant movies and zombies and shit on disney channel i bet those kids are all 
over 18 because they kiss and you know they do romantic stuff and and everything is just like yeah they're not 15 16 years old they're probably older you know shit like this makes me think about that movie that i never saw or if i saw it i just blocked it out i probably should see it it'll probably be on hindsight i'm gonna make fun of it i already know never been kissed Oh, wow. Yeah, you, okay, I didn't realize you never seen it. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I did. Like, I know she's an undercover or she's a reporter who goes undercover back to high school. I just, yeah. it, it was such a long time ago. You know, yeah. I know that I saw yeah. it because it, it was it was in that realm of time where Drew Barrymore was popular. That and uh, Wedding Singer and all that were coming out like back to back to back. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's very problematic. It's a problem. Like looking back, it's problematic as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so, it's so, like if you, yeah, it's very, 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 very problematic when you think yeah. about it. Cause, yeah, cause, cause that teacher, cause that teacher is definitely into the student, Drew mm-hmm. Barrymore, and not journalist, Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. He is into the student. He, he doesn't know that she's an adult, <laughs> right? And that's why it's pro- and that's why it's problematic. It totally is. Now, and I say this as somebody who enjoyed the movie. I taped the movie off of pay per view so I could keep watching it because I fucked with it. <laughs> but look, you know, I'm four years old now, and it's just like, yeah, this ain't it. This is not okay for him to be having any kind of conflicting feelings or whatever about this student even though this student is clearly over you know is older shit ain't okay somebody wrote this and nobody was like hey uh i have questions the other one was strangers with candy oh okay i've never seen that that used to come on comedy central um and they literally made it to be a like parody sort of thing um because let me see if i can (laughs) just looking at it makes me laugh but the students the student in strangers with candy um was supposed to look like she just looked old she had an old face (laughs) and so she would just walk through you know amy sedaris would just walk through school like and nobody would ever call her on it. She'd just be this old ass face person <laughs> surrounded by all these young kids. Nobody would ever call her on it at all. And so it, it, it's, oh my it's, gosh. it's clearly parody, but still it just <laughs> sorry. And it's kind of weird too. Like I've never heard of this but I feel like there's other shows where actors, like really super duper adult actors are being protagonists and playing way, way younger. Mm-hmm. Like not just being like 30 years old playing somebody who might be a teenager, but you're playing somebody who might be like eighth grade almost. Like 
like it's a very I can't it's, I can't think of it. I feel like it's a it's the one of the women she's from uh, SNL, and I think her show is either like on TNT or the CW or something. And I know it's supposed to be funny, but it's very jarring to watch her in this wig pretend to be I'm assuming a little boy with other people who definitely are more in that age range it's just like no she's an adult I don't understand what's why this is supposed to be funny or why someone chose this particular way to portray this type of thing but like I said only watched like a few seconds of it and was like yeah I'm not with this yeah no there's 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 stuff that's I'll give it like maybe three minutes. And if it, if it skews me out or if it doesn't hit me within those three minutes, I'm gone. So I'm going to check out never would I ever. Cause I saw it. It was on there. You know, it's, it's in their top 10 list. So, but I chose to watch um, untold the malice at the palace. Oh yeah. I watched that. That shit was infuriating. I haven't been that mad at white people in a really long time. And it, it doesn't take much white people, just so you know, for me to get really mad at you. But like this was just because I think I think it was an anger and after the fact anger. Because I was too young when this initially happened to recognize all of these white folks, all of the newscasters just descending on these um, young black athletes. Oh yeah. And uh, also seeing David Stern um, make his decisions. I didn't know that he was the only one who voted, you know, to suspend Ron Artest for the rest of the season. Like he's the one who made that decision on his own. Mm -hmm. Nobody else has even conferred. He didn't look at tape. He was just like, yeah, the final vote was one nothing, and all of the um, all of the newscasters, even Bob Costas, calling these guys thugs and the thug mentality and all of these dog whistle phrases. Yeah, it just it disappointed me, and also to um, for those of y'all who don't know. Mouse at the Palace, Untold Mouse at the Palace is the documentary um, talking about the infamous fight that happened at the Detroit uh, Auburn Hills, the Palace at Auburn Hills in Detroit, when the Detroit Pistons played against the Indiana Pacers back in 2004. And um, Ben Wallace got into a slight altercation with Ron Artest. And then Ron Artest went to lay down on the scores table. And then a fan threw a beer um, that hit Ron. And so Ron ran into the crowd and started fighting. And they immediately all just, it all devolved into absolute chaos. People were throwing chairs and shit. Like the, the athletes, even back then, the athletes were just defending themselves. Mm -hmm. Now Ron running into the, the, the stands, you know, Like he threw a beer at you, but you punched the wrong dude. So justice wasn't really served. 
but if the guy hadn't thrown the beer, it would have never started off. And so for all this to devolve into this chaos and then have everybody just jump on the athletes and say that it's their fault when somebody comes onto the court with their hands, with, with their hands balled up in fists, like they are ready to throw hands with you. Um, and then for them to interview the fans for this documentary and the, the fans are still completely unapologetic. Mm-hmm. Like one was like, yeah, he, he sneak attacked me. I thought that was a, a bitch move. Dude, you're on the court. What do you mean sneak attack? You're on the court. Why are you here? How'd you, how, what was security at? And for it to never really turn into a thing where it was like, we need to watch out for our athletes. We need to protect them going forward. They never really made that move until after David Stern had passed and Adam Silver uh, became uh, the commissioner of the NBA. And folks kept fucking with uh, Russell Westbrook. Mm -hmm. Like after fans kept trying to run up on him and talk shit to him and all that, and he wouldn't fight, he would just turn around and tell folks, yo, you need to, you need to handle this one right here. Um, that's when they started saying, okay, we need to, we need to take a stand to protect our, uh, athletes, but it was never like that. After the mouse at the palace, all of a sudden they were like, we need a dress code. And we need to more monitor what people are doing and saying uh, in their own personal time. So, yeah. It got on my nerves. I watched it twice. Just so oh, wow. I, because I was sure I missed something because I was going back and forth between cooking and looking at it. So I mm-hmm. missed the part where the guy who had actually thrown the beer was like, how did I feel when Ron Artest ran past me and, and attacked mm. the guy next to me? I was relieved. I was just, I wish I had stuck my leg out sooner to trip him up more. Like he had no shame, no anything. Yeah. It was just, it's a bunch of, I mean. It is. It's just a bunch of dickheads. And, but it's also, it's also racism. You know, it's these mm-hmm. white people who buy these tickets and they think that somehow they have ownership over these black men who are just playing, you know, who this is their job. But mm-hmm. they really they buy into being thinking that they can do anything they want to these black men. And it probably carries over into everything else, you know, because that's how some white people are. It's just that they think that a black person is supposed to cater to them, that they have not let go of that mentality that we are supposed to cater to them, make them feel good, not do anything, you know, not express ourselves the way we want to just, we are supposed to, you know, play basketball, smile at them, make them laugh, whatever the fuck it is. And, but not only do that, but do it in the face of them sneering. So I don't, you know, and then and then the, the ownerships and you know the ownership and personnel, you know, in the in sports, they buy into that shit too. They think that those people are supposed they think that the players are supposed to, you know, turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. Because they're the ones who pay the bills. That's what they say. 
You're not a, you're not supposed to attack those who attack you. You're really when you put it like that. The NBA players are nothing more than uh, animals in the zoo. Mm-hmm. They can tap on the glass and all that, but you are not to react. Look, but don't touch. And if you do touch them, then you will be immediately punished. Yeah, that's. Oof. Yeesh. Anything else you've been watching? What else? Uh, watching Unnatural Selection on Netflix, but that's another, that's a, a documentary about people uh, genetically modifying things, I guess is the best way to explain it. It's hard. I don't know what the right terminology is, but there are people in their homes who have access to basically like manipulating genes to do things or whatever. And there's also families who are dealing with like, you know, childhood genetic diseases and looking for, uh, you know, waiting for things to get, uh, waiting for things to get approved so that their child can try this thing to try to reverse whatever uh, degenerative thing that's happening to them and everything. And it's kind of wild to watch because on the one hand, you're watching these people try to do something uh, that seems important that seems because they're because one of the things that they're talking about is trying to democratize the technology they don't want it to just be something that only rich people can do if somebody can figure out a way to you know take something remove it replace it with something else to make them feel better you know some type of whatever genetic disease or something and on the other hand it's also watching them kind of poo-poo scientists who are like, yo, maybe a little bit more careful. You know, you need to think about it, all this different kind of stuff, because it, some of it feels very, because it's two white dudes and some of their reactions to the kind of, hey, you know, slow down or whatever, sounds very white dude. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't tell me what to do. You know, like just very focused on their intention, very focused on whatever result they want to have and acting like these people over here saying, hey, well, what about this is somehow infringing on whatever they're trying to do? You know, and for me, it's just like, maybe you should, you know, like one of the things they talk about, uh, the scientists were talking about, well, what if this falls into the wrong hands? And the people who are doing the home genetic stuff are like, well, you know, we still should do it anyway. And on the one hand, that makes sense. On the other hand though, is like, for me, it's like, okay, well, what if you home genetic person come up with something that's really groundbreaking? Like you figure some shit out, it's gonna help a whole bunch of people, but you don't have the money to really pull this off. And the wrong person comes to you with the money. If you don't have the ethics now, you might fuck up and go with this person because you're just worried about trying to get the thing out. You have to also be moving ethically with stuff, at least in the back of your mind. You can still be like, I want to give this to everybody. I want to figure out a way to help people feel better. Like you can totally have that, but you can't have it and just act like this whole, this other shit doesn't matter. Like the bad people don't matter. You got to pay attention to that shit too because you can fuck, when you ignore shit, 
that's when you act that's when you move through something that you weren't paying attention to and now it's all fucked up and what's it called unnatural selection huh on netflix yeah god damn i gotta i gotta figure out what the fuck i've been watching for <laughs> for <laughs> my selection screen is not the same as your selection screen <laughs> well no my select my selection screen got a whole bunch of fucking k-dramas on it but every once in a while they'll throw but they'll they'll throw something though i still i mostly watch documentaries and k-dramas on netflix and then the occasional you know uh english series like never have i ever but yeah but no nobody's netflix nobody's netflix screen is the same it's like you know there's times where like uh we'll be watching it on my husband's name and all the movies that i didn't know were out or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just like they go through his because he watches more movies you know like when whatever the the chris hemsworth movie uh where he was like i think in the middle east or extraction yeah like we watch that we watch that so movies like that will pop up on his stuff where like you know you go through my little screensaver things and it's like this k-drama that k-drama this (laughs) k-drama so yeah it's just you know and the same thing with the kids it'll be kid stuff you know it'll be you know dragon dragon masters or not dragon masters but uh what is that dragon show? What, whichever it is, you know, this thing, Castlevania, this thing, you know, some animated whatever. So yeah, it's all, it's all different stuff. The, the algorithm can help you, but it can also keep some shit away from you. Right? Because yeah. you're still saying stuff and I'm like, only thing I recognize was Castlevania. And so I'm like, what if, well, no, the extraction one too, but what have I been doing with my time? Gosh, Food shows. A lot of food shows. British baking shit. Where they mm-hmm. talk all nice about somebody making a tart and a tort. And what's the difference between the two? There's a difference. Didn't know that. My wife loves that shit. She also loves Downton Down, 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 Abbey. Downton Abbey. Yeah. yeah. I always want to put a W in that bitch and call it Downtown Abbey. Oh, yeah. But it's Downton it's downton it's <laughs> downton downton see it don't work however you say it however you say it it's not downtown and it's not a good show <laughs> i don't care what y'all say that shit is boring and my wife watched it she watched it with like mouth agape and i felt like i did back in the day when my grandma was like see you went in and out one time too many now you got to sit down and watch this soap opera with me <laughs> Some of the soap operas were cool. I'm gonna give that to them. All my children, mm-hmm. one life to live. They had that. They had that heat. Young and the restless. Yeah. They knew they were goofy and they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> but General Hospital, mm, mm, yeah, that was. I could, I could see that General Hospital definitely did not have. Uh, it did. I don't remember General Hospital doing a lot of mess when I watched it all my children would do mess you know Erica Kane I think got like I remember Erica Kane ended up on like a deserted island uh I think Tad Tad Martin uh died like I think he blew up on a bridge mm-hmm. one thing he blew up on a bridge and then like I think a year or two later his character came back but it wasn't him like it like his character came back but he didn't know who he was <laughs> yep and so that I remember that shit happened, you know. Uh, 
yeah, there was the Hungarian dude. I think he was Hungarian. His name was Dimitri. And yeah, the Hungarian dude, he was married to Erica Kane. So there was all that shit kind of going on. And like they went to Hungary and did like shit over there and everything. And it was like, he was like, I don't know if he was like a Hungarian prince or whatever, but he was rich is basically what it was. And then he had a brother named Edmund and they found out late, you know, later on, it's just like Edmund is just mad at Dimitri because he lived on the same grounds and everything. And, you know, he's like the poor dude, you know, having to fuck with the horses and everything, but only to find out that, you know, that Dimitri is his brother, you know, and all it was like mess. It was always mess mm-hmm. on all my children. I loved I can't even front. Dimitri was that dude. And so was Erica. And then I remember Kendall. Kendall yeah. was played by Sarah Michelle Geller. I remember that. Like that was her first role. And then one day, <laughs> this is the shit that I always look forward to more than anything else on soap operas, like all the drama, Luke and Laura on One Life to Live or whatever it was. I didn't, I, okay, that's cool. That's great. Jesse, yeah, that's cool. That's great. Dimitri and, and, and all his stuff, that's cool. That's great. What I really looked forward to was <clears throat> the role of Kendall will now be played by. <laughs> <laughs> Right, because they did change her. They did change her. They did like Kent, like Sarah Michelle Geller was definitely. Uh, I, I don't know. She seemed like she was probably. She looked like she could have been less than eighteen. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time, and then they moved on to a different actress, and that actress was clearly not a high school age actress anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So yeah, and so I'm sure that was to, you know, move into different types of uh, plot lines and whatnot. That but, was yeah. literally my oh shit moment every time. Every single time somebody was like, the role of who and who was will be played by oh shit. Hey y'all, hey, hey, that ain't her. What? <laughs> what? Oh shit. Like, no. Okay, what? This is too much drama for me. This is too much. I gotta sit down. <laughs> but that was me with um soap operas. I had to make my own fun because <laughs> my grandma wasn't going to allow me to have any if I kept going in and out. And also that, oh, shit, I did, mean, I did mean to mention that from a coaching standpoint. So there was a young lady who died uh, from uh, playing sports in extreme heat in Georgia, like oh, conditioning, no. like practice. She died. Um. And so her parents uh, sued the coaches and got them on second degree murder charges. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so uh, they're actually looking to change the game as far as how practices are done. And I'm like, you know what? I understand wholeheartedly. We don't let our kids, like Devin won't go outside and practice if it's like 110 degrees. And in Georgia, if it's 98 degrees and it's like 105 with the humidity. So, um, Georgia. I'm looking it up right now. A 15-year-old collapses. No, that's not it. And it's sad that I'm saying, no, that's not it, because it's not a story that uh, it's it's not a new story. It's not a unique story. Yeah. Um, yeah. There it is. 
Amani Bell. She died in 2019. She was an 11th grader uh, in Clayton County. And she was running uphill um, in extreme temperatures in an outdoor basketball practice when she suddenly collapsed. And the temperatures in the area for that day tied the record for the hottest day on that date in history. And they had those kids outside running hills with that humidity and with everything else. And she passed away. So she got her parents uh, sued and um, won as they should. And so, yeah, it's just as a coach, I'm not, I'm not mad at the parents for suing or for making sure the, the, the coaches got charged because my child is dead because you wanted to force them to do something that you wouldn't want to do. Um, and that's something that just sits on me now as a coach is on the one hand, these kids, mostly their parents, let's be honest, mostly their parents want them to be this great athlete and want them to do this, that, and the third. The kids just want to hang out with their friends from the team. Some of them want to work, but not, you know, like to this extent, like to run hills or whatever. And so we really have to look at, I've been looking at, first of all, stepping away from some of my coaching duties because these parents are just many um, as far as their ideas of what their child what their child should be doing um because in basketball at the very least the um way that basketball works is that the parents are in conflict with one another at all times uh because the parents of post players want the coach to slow the game down and throw the ball into the post so then their mm. taller post player can get their hands on the ball and be able to score points and all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, the parents of guards want the coach to speed the game up, run mm-hmm. the ball up the court, uh, rain threes on them and, and get breakaway layups and stuff like that and play a trapping pressing defense. But when you play a trapping pressing defense, usually the ball is stolen um, quarter court uh, three-fourths up on the court because you're running a full-court press, and the post players are always in the back near the free-throw line on the other end of the court. So they never get involved with that. And they don't get the ball when they're standing in the post and stuff like that. So the parents are all yelling at the coach to see things their child's way. Um, I've come to the realization that there is no one parent on the team on in these basketball programs who is actually there for the entire team, mm-hmm. there for the entire program. Even if you claim to be a fan of the entire program, there's at least one kid that you are not fond of, and that's usually the kid that your kid is competing for time against. And that carries over to all things sports-related. The kids don't really seem to care at a younger age. They care at an older age as their parents caring kind of rubs off on them. Sure. But the parents care from a very young age and will remove the kid from your team to put them in a place where they think they're going to be, have a chance to be more successful. 
and then they go to that other team and now they're the kid now their kid is the one who's trying to take time away from another player and now their uh their kid is the one that 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 everybody's mad at or is looking down on i don't want to do that anymore i don't want to have to deal with parents Mm -hmm. like kids are great most more often than not like kids will fight and they'll argue and all that kind of stuff but they usually just let the game come to them and they recognize they recognize game like okay this kid is where i want to be at this kid has more talent than me at this point in time whatever it may be and so they're not really fighting it but the parents are telling the kid you know what you should be mad about this and you should want to get out there Mm -hmm. and fight them and, and and fight hard and play hard and all that kind of stuff and which is bad motivation which is like it's one thing to say like you want to motivate your kid but that's not really good motivation like good motivation is like okay what do we need to do for you to get better if we can get you to a point where you can get better not be mad at your classmate not be mad at your teammate because they got just a little bit of extra something but maybe you can get up to a different level for you Mm-hmm. not but not you know this whole like anger thing but it, it, i mean i think the other thing too is i think there are people who really do get motivated by anger you know by like kind of you know it's not dope but they do kind of like i'm gonna prove them wrong or whatever that kind of shit is this is like i get it but on the other hand i would think that with basketball even if you mad Matt's not going to help you improve, nope. <laughs> you know, sh- shooting in a gym is what's going to help you improve, you know, whatever the thing is, you know, getting, you know, maybe you need to get your weight up. Maybe you need to run a little bit more and get, add more endurance, whatever the fuck it is, just being mad ain't going to help. Mm-hmm. And so the kids go to other teams, usually at the behest of their parents, because their parent is like, I'm too sick of this shit. I'm not dealing with this. You know, I pay money. Mm-hmm. kid doesn't get to play got a team of like 20 people i knew that when i signed him up for this team but i didn't think he'd be number 19 like i thought he'd come in and immediately be number one not knowing any of the plays or and, and this isn't us we don't have 20 kids on our team that's fucking stupid we have eight um but my son's high school team the summer league has 20 kids on it mm-hmm. and it can happen it's not like it's something that will be out of out of the out of this world so I'm going to take my kid and put him on another team. And then all of a sudden the kid who's still friends with the kids on our team is popping up in our kids chat groups and everything, talking shit because now he's on a new team and now they want to fight. It's just weird. It's all out of pocket. It's all bad. How's cool or not calligraphy. Um, tell me something in Korean and I'm going to act like I know what you said. Uh, Tell you something in Korean. Tell you something in Korean. Ah, uh, uh, nice. You got your Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. You got your Mm-hmm. I feel that. See, that's me acting like I know what you said. Yeah, all I said was just like the weather is nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, and I was right. I feel good about that. Yeah, the weather is nice. How's your um pen pal? Like, didn't you have like somebody that you were actually working with for a oh, while there? Oh man, 
yes, uh, Kimmy, it, it has kind of fallen off, but he is he's starting like a he wants to move to Canada. And so he is focused on like trying to study for his uh, he's got like a trying to he's going to do forestry in Canada. And so he's studying there in Korea to get like, I guess, maybe certified to do forestry so he can, I, I assume, transfer that to whenever he wants to move to Canada. So he's focused on trying to pass those classes. And so we haven't been able to talk as much. Okay. Anything else on your mind or on your heart? Take it to the king. <laughs> Man, I feel like no. I am looking forward to uh, being on single serving with uh, that's gonna be you, that's gonna you be and dope. Jay and Scar. We're gonna see. We're gonna see what happens if I can that's... actually <laughs> pull something off. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like one of us is gonna walk away with our hand over our mouth, like. <gasps> See, I don't think, and I guess I, I, and I guess I don't feel like that's what it's gonna be, because <laughs> for one, you know, it's just like, yeah, I'm not psychic. I'm not gonna really. Oh yeah, no. It's not, it's no. not that. I'm not gonna be able to. Someone, someone is trying to reach you from the other side. Who, it's not who's the baby daddy. <laughs> Call me now. I read the tarot cards. <laughs> No, I just... I'm getting. I'm. I'm getting something. I'm. I'm getting something. Do you know someone whose name starts with a C? It's just like, yeah, it's not. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Is it? Is it? Cletus? Yeah, Cletus. Cletus. Who? That nigga been trying to get at you, dog. So Cletus said that y'all went somewhere that you really enjoyed when you first got married. And it was Bermuda? Yeah, y'all went to Bermuda. And while you were there, he said, you found something. A deeper understanding of each other? Yeah, you found a deeper <laughs> understanding of each other in Bermuda with Cletus. And then this you you I'm reading that you got sad. You were sad for some reason. Because we had to leave behind the paradise that we have found to go back to a dystopian society in which we resided and in which there was no help for us and the presence was looking bleak. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Cletus wants me to tell you that it's all gonna be okay if you just remember that thing that he used to tell you the thing between you and him that special saying white front to back and i'll never be wrong that's exactly it thank you for calling but on top of all that you have to like draw everything out so you get the full 20 minutes of the call because it's every additional minute was like five dollars so that's when you flip the card real quick and then come back. I'm I'm getting in my head the letter M. Money? Are you having money issues, dear? Yes. Yes, I am. Well, you know, 
the cards say, hold on, let me shuffle and then re you shuffle and be every time you do a reading, right? Um, yeah, depend I mean, depending on, well, for one, that's what I said is like, I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, I'm wondering if I'm going to pull it off because I've never read for more than one person at a time. So reading for all three of you kind of. No, you don't have to read for us all three at the same time. You could do one at a time or you could just do one person. I just. Well, I, yeah, I mean, like three people in, in one, like in a group. That's what oh. that's what I'm saying. Like just reading in a group is just like, OK, let me focus on. I'm going to have to focus on Derek. And it's just like, OK, I'm focused on Derek. And then I'm going to have to focus on Jay. And it's going to be focused on Jay. And it's going to have to be focused on Scar. And then focus on. So that's what's going to be different. Oh. When I have when I have read for people. It's been, you know, I have read for multiple people in a day, you know, because like I've posted like on Facebook, it's like, yo, does anybody, you know, I want to practice, does anybody want to tell a reading, whatever, tell me your question, we'll keep it, whatever. And somebody will send a message and I'll focus on their thing and then it'll be cool. And then, you know, kind of move on, type it out, whatever it is, and then move on and then move on to the next person, but not like everybody kind of all at the same time you know, right there, you know, basically witnessing somebody else's tarot reading at the same time. So that's what's going to be different. Still looking forward to it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that it'll be something unique and, and, and excellent. And I'm excited to have you around. I'm not supposed to do this because it's from a Black Fathers group. And let me tell you, Hardly anything good comes out of a group like this. But this one was a, a, a peach. They seem to feel like um, children who are born out of wedlock. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Children who are born out of wedlock are less successful in life than children who have a strong two-parent family unit. And I was like, you know, getting married isn't all that you say it is, and you can still be a good parent or a successful child in a co-parenting situation, a cohabitation situation, a joint custody situation. Nah, nah. Nah, bruh. Nah. These women need to get their minds right. Wait, how we get it? <laughs> yeah, because see, that's what that's I I mean, that's what it I mean. For one, it's like you say born out of wedlock, and that does not automatically mean that it's a single part that these that that the two people that have had the baby consider themselves to be single. You know, like you like my son, he he would have been classified as born out of wedlock even though me and my husband were together, living together and wanted to be with each other and are still with each other and didn't, uh, he didn't, we didn't get married until I think he was three. Mm -hmm. I think he was almost three before we actually got married. And so there's lots of people who lost you. It's just, it's just really a, you just want to talk about single mothers and yes. just want to blame just want to blame them for whatever ills they think that they're bringing upon you know children and if it's black men they're probably you know they're specifically talking about black women you know 
affecting black children, even though, I mean, what about like, ugh, like what about, you know, the dads? Why are you not critiquing them for not being there, for not having more care with the type of sex that they have with people and the the contraception options that they're not undertaking? You know, they're part of it too. And besides all the other systemic things that are probably affecting why Black children can't achieve whatever they think Black children can't achieve. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, there's, I mean, there's people, I mean, there's black people who are married, who are still, you know, who might be one, you know, paycheck away, two, two, three paychecks away from being homeless. Like they're together, but that's not them. I mean, they got jobs, they're doing what they're supposed to, but they don't have the safety nets that white people have. Why do the white people have the safety nets that they have? They have the safety nets that they have because shit has been, you know, moved in their favor you know their homes are worth more you know people are willing to pay them more for the same fucking job that they wouldn't you know that maybe they only want to pay 50 percent to the black person it's just like there's all kinds of shit that are affecting why kids aren't achieving what you think they're supposed to achieve and it has nothing to do with you know keisha and ray ray not being married But if we focus on them, then we won't have to worry about our minds not expanding to the chaos that's <laughs> going on in the world because I see you have a problem with something that starts with the letter E? Evic? Evic? E custody? Eviction? Eviction. Yes. They don't want to think about the big picture. They or they don't want to look at what's actually going on in their own lives. So they point fingers at the one thing that they know everybody in that group, they think everybody's going to get behind. Man, my baby mama fucking me on custody. Man, mm-hmm. my baby mama fucking like I thought this group was here so then y'all could grow together. But now I'm just here for the laughs. I'm here to really just try and educate y'all fools and then laugh at you. So when he popped up talking about um, children born out of wedlock are less successful, I hit him with some stats and he flipped it. And then I was just like, nah, I'm not going to quit on this one. So I kept pushing and then other people jumped (laughs) in and now they're all having a conversation. I'm just standing back smiling like a proud father, a black father. Well, that's good that they're having a conversation. That's good that something that there's other people who are willing to discuss it because a lot of times what happens is somebody you know somebody tries to push back and there's too many people on the side of the person who needs to be pushed back and then uh, the, the person with sense gets shouted down so mm-hmm. but yep uh, I think our souls are clear <laughs> this house is clear. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, y'all can uh, leave a review on Podchaser. Cool thing about it is you can leave a review for the show or for episodes. If you leave a review for episodes, just know 
the growth from episode one of single simulcast to whatever this episode is now is like there's been changes i'm not gonna put my show behind a paywall or anything like that so you can go back and listen to the first episodes um but just know first episodes they're not bad in quality they're not because i'm dope they're just there's things that there's always things that are said at some juncture that you look back at. And I was thinking about that a couple of days ago, things that I said that I was just like, Ooh, I don't agree with that anymore. And that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with it, but I'm not deleting it. I'm not taking it off and not redacting it. I'm not hiding it from the world. It's there. And if you listen to it and you come and talk to me about it, we'll have a conversation about it, a full conversation. Um, but don't go back and listen to those episodes and then leave me a one-star review based on those episodes. That's all I'm saying. Uh, 916-633-1537 is a voicemail number. You can email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. Shantae is on Twitter at Shantae Fabulous. That's spelled the good way, people, not the way that the rapper spells it. <laughs> and um, I'm on Twitter at Rashani. Am I missing anything? Oh, patreon.com slash singlesimulcast. Buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Uh, if you go there, you can actually just give us money. It won't buy me a coffee. I fucking hate coffee. Shantae, I like coffee. I don't know. She likes makeup. Actually, I, I don't like coffee, but you know, I will go get myself a crisp seven up. You know, I'm more of a Sprite motherfucker. But mm. that's just because that's just because Sprite's better. You know what? Sprite really, I mean, the, the best Sprite is from McDonald's. That's yes. really what it is. I will fuck with Sprite from mcdonald's but like i really don't like it any place else I, I mean i drink it from other places but it boy, that it don't hit the same mana from heaven at <laughs> from mcdonald's i'm just saying like they just got that extra and it sounds dumb when i say it i know this i'm aware of how i sound when i say stuff sprite from mcdonald's just has this extra sizzle in it <laughs> <laughs> Well, yo, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but I thought I read somewhere or somebody said that they like keep the containers that have the Sprite in it. Like, I don't know if it's the syrup or whatever it is. They keep that shit like extra, extra cold. And it's like in a different kind of container than normal fountain soda is. So I don't know if that shit is true, but that's why they were saying why it's so crisp when it comes out and everything, because they're doing something else that other places aren't doing. Mm-hmm. As far as like how what they how they put their 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 soda, I guess. It just I mean, I might the... be lying. You but, might, but you know, but, it sound good. But that shit bull. Sprite from McDonald's, and then they brought uh, they brought the high C orange back. McDonald's brought the high C orange back, so that's good. Good for those people too. Because that's the best. I mean, it's not the best. But they don't have the Ghostbuster Ecto Ecto, Ecto Cooler. Orange. Yeah, the Ecto Cooler that hit different. I hated. I hated that. Oh <laughs> man! I re- I re- <laughs> no, like I saw a picture of you know motherfuckers gonna get on Twitter and they show you all the little you know nostalgic things that mm-hmm. you liked when you was like five years old, and they showed the Ecto Cooler. And I remember you know because I loved High C. I drank all the different kinds. My favorite kind was Hula Punch, but uh. But Never yeah, you know, 
Yeah, because what was crazy? Oh man, crazy thing with the hula punch. So there was a red kind and there was a blue kind. And I didn't realize that there was a different makeup in the red and the blue kind. And my cousin, who's allergic to oranges, drank the hula punch one that had orange in it, but we didn't know there was a difference. And she had an allergic reaction like later on that day. Mm. So I did not. I did not know. Like, I don't know. I don't think it was like a bad allergic reaction. It might have been, but I was little at the time. But I had no idea that there were, you know, that, you know, it's just like it says, fucking hula punch. It's just a different color, you know, not really thinking about the different makeup in the box or whatever. But yeah, that one. Anyway, hula punch, ecto cooler, did not like that shit. Like, you know, you little kid and something new comes out. Oh, I'm going to get that. Drink that shit. And it was just like, this ain't it. Slimer did me wrong. <laughs> I think it's because, yep, circling all the way back around, ladies and gentlemen, because when I was growing up, that was the only thing I was at the store. Mm. Other than, Either that or Capri Sun, and Capri Sun was more expensive than the Ecto Coolers. So we would get our um, bologna and cheese sandwich with the hot-ass mayonnaise that never tasted good by the time lunch came down. Oh, God. And an ecto cooler, and the sandwich was always on white bread, and the mayo mm-hmm. always just made it taste like oh god, like nasty. Yeah. Oof. Like Oof. this is like a school, like this is like lunch at school or something. Yep. Yeah, it 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 definitely got to a point where it was just like, don't put anything on my sandwich because this is not gonna hit mm-hmm. when I gotta eat it later. Mm-hmm. Just make it dry. Just it's just meat and bread. Meat and bread, and I will put whatever I need on there if I want to. But <laughs> the taste of just I again, I'll eat mayo, but I ain't eating no mayo that's been sitting out, and that's because of what my parents put me through. But I wash my ass, <laughs> y'all be good. We're gonna holler at you later. Peace. This is single simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.